Good or bad, change is inevitable. Most people need some sort of guidebook to navigate the changes for personal growth. Welcome to A New You with Liz Tupling. Now there's a show that helps you through your personal transformation by providing answers, anecdotes, and tips that work. Now, here's your host, Liz Tupling. Hello and welcome. It's a new day and you're listening to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. As always, folks, I like to start the show by just saying that wherever you are on this amazing planet that we are on, I hope that you and those that you care about are safe and are healthy and that amongst some of these difficult moments of COVID-19 and quarantine, that you are allowing lightness and joy and hope into your day. Those are really, really important things, and I I just hope that you've invited them in and you've received them and that you're enjoying them. And so speaking of all those beautiful, amazing light things, um, today I do want to um, do a quick shout out to some really important folks to me personally, and I want to connect with them through gratitude because I have immense gratitude to the wonderful people in my hometown of Bradford, Ontario. Canada, who this week celebrated and honored the staff and residents of Bradford Valley Care Community, which is a long-term care facility. So on Tuesday afternoon, over 100 cars lined up for a drive-by parade to salute the staff and the residents of the facility of the facility as they all attempt to do what the rest of the world is doing, navigate COVID-19. I know that they have been negatively impacted as so many long-term facilities or long-term care facilities have been. So I also salute and honor and acknowledge the beautiful people at Bradford Valley Care Community who are taking such wonderful care of all of the residents. And one of those amazing sweet residents happens to be my dad, my 89-year-old dad, Ken Tupling. So love to you, dad, thinking of you, hang in there and hang in there, everyone at Bradford Valley. Just know that, you know, that parade was for you, the acknowledgement of the sacrifices that you make and the care that you give around the clock. So hang in there, chin up. There's there's another side to all of this. Um, so our show today is entitled Bright Spots in Dark Spaces. What would you choose? And while the title of today's episode is very intentional, obviously given the current land, current landscape of our world, our conversation in this episode will not revolve directly around COVID-19 as some of my other shows have. My guest today is going to be sharing some profoundly life-altering experiences that actually predate corona, but that I sense you'll be able to connect with and have no doubt that you'll derive hope and inspiration and motivation from. So without further ado, let's get you introduced to this amazing being that you're going to get to know today. Jerry McLean, my guest today, is a lifelong learner, adventurer, and seeker. He is committed to exploring and gaining a deeper understanding of the secrets of the universe. Jerry has been a facilitator of change to approximately 10,000 people over a span of 30 years. Acutely aware of the power of attention and intention, Jerry discovered many years ago that the most dynamic creation that we can be a part of is the one that starts with where we allow our attention to land. 
And over his very lengthy career as, uh, as I call him, a change agent, Jerry hosted thousands of what he's called gatherings, during which participants spent anywhere from one to three days learning and putting into practice the fundamentals of eight building blocks of life that would then serve as the foundation for massive transformational shifts in their realities. Since his early 20s, Jerry has also been an entrepreneur with a very keen interest in health, well-being, and anti-aging technologies. An athlete with a a performance-driven mindset, Jerry founded ADE, Attention Directed Enhancement, a uniquely designed program to elevate and support athletes' achievement capacities in their chosen sports. Sorry, he is the proud father of an amazingly talented and accomplished dynamic duo, his daughter Kia and her fiance. Welcome to the show, Jerry, and thank you so much for making time to be with us today. Well, thank you, Liz. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and be involved in the things that you're involved with. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone in your world staying healthy and safe and Solid? Yes, everybody is perfectly healthy. Uh, we stay that way. It's uh, one of the things that we put a, a great deal of attention on and make sure that we stay in the right place all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my sense of, of how you show up in the world and your family as well. Um, Jerry, I have to tell you, I was reading your bio and I was thinking to myself, wow. This is an extremely accomplished and dynamic human being. It, it, it looks on paper when I read about you, like you're four people rolled into one. That's, that's very impressive. You've packed a lot into your lifetime, haven't you? Well, it feels like it's been a very, very short amount of time, yet it's been, you know, it's, it's just been a lifelong journey, and it just keeps on getting better and better and better. Yeah. Yes, there are ups and downs, and... Those are, those are the things that make us who we are today. Absolutely. Well, one of the reasons, Jerry, I found your story so compelling and, and I wanted to have you on the show and I'm grateful that you're able to be here today is because for many years, you were the leader, the advisor, the facilitator of that transformational change for so many people. But in the last year of your life, of your personal reality, if you will, and your family's um, everything completely crumbled is my understanding. The bottom kind of fell out from underneath you, leaving you and your family reeling um, to, to regain your footing, which is there's a pun in there that, that, that our listeners will have access to at some point. But, um, but it, that is my sense of what's taken place in the last year of your life as, as I, um, you know, obviously through our connection and um, friendship and our discussions, I've learned about, you know, the the turn of events that led you to the point that you're at right now. So if you could, Jerry, just share with our listeners going right back to March of 2019, when your beautiful and amazing wife of over 40 years, Renee, was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer in this roller coaster um, ensued. Just tell us more about that, if you will. Well, I'd be happy to, Liz, because it is quite a journey. And, and the journey has always been for me, um, how do I make myself and anybody around me the best that they can be? 
So my life has always been about everything working out. Um, we had a slogan in our house that no matter what, everything always works out the way we want it to. And all of a sudden, we I got a call from my wife, and she said um, she was having a, a toothache and a tooth problem. They extracted a tooth, um, you know, and one thing led to another. Uh, it wasn't healing. Um, they went. She went back to an oral surgeon, and they took another tooth. Now, this is a very, very healthy person. Mm-hmm. I could count the days on my on, on one hand that she had ever been sick, um, mm-hmm. and and so what happened was is uh, she got this call and said you need to come into the office we need to talk to you, so she called me and you know the ominous call it was very scary and very spooky at that time, so I called my daughter and her fiance Jimmy and uh, we all rushed over to the um, doctor's office, and they proceeded to tell us that she had a squamous cell cancer of the jaw, and the only way around this particular thing was to cut her jaw out, take the leg bone, rebuild the jaw, chemo and radiation. And, and, you know, our family was very different than... um, we just lived life different than that. We wanted to go the more natural way. We wanted to see if there was anything else that we could do and on and so on during down this journey. We found that within an hour after meeting with the doctors, my wife and I were already at the hospital and getting her first MRI, you know, and all these testings and, and the fear and the panic and you know, the craziness of, of all of that was, you know, it was life-changing. I remember the first night, you know, we were both just laying in bed and um, having a, an enormously hard time just getting ourselves and figuring out what to do within the panic in our bodies. Mm-hmm. So we, we went through this whole long journey and um, we did everything that we could. I turned the planet upside down, looking for different alternatives to to having this horrific surgery. You know, when you think about cancer, there's cancers that sometimes last a long time. This was a very, very radically different kind of cancer. This was fast moving, um, spreading. Um, faster than some of the doctors had ever seen it in, in regards to this type. Um, I, I went to uh, people in Japan. I went to people in China. I went to people in Germany, Mexico, finding anything that I could find. Nothing worked. Uh, she then went ahead and had the surgery. She was hospitalized for almost a month in the ICU. She made it out. She made it through. Um, we thought we were going to get on the other side of this, and um, she was able to start talking again. And one thing leads to another. Within three weeks after the surgery, uh, it started coming back. It was all through her neck area. Um, the surgery was horrific again. And she went ahead and she did the uh, first uh, bout of chemo, which was three different types of chemo at the same time, seemed to be working. It, you know, within a week, it, it looked like it was killing, you know, quite a bit of the cancer. 
And um, all of a sudden, she got thrush in her mouth. We had to have her admitted to the hospital, which that was a Friday night. And um, all of a sudden, something happened where she took a turn for the worst. And by by Monday, um, she had passed. And so that started this cascading point of events in my family and my life that we never thought was possible. So we, we really had to take a look at what to do next. Sure. And sure. that led to a whole different set of standards in our life. How do we deal with each other? Um, we really didn't understand what grieving was all about, but we had to put a new standard in our life. And, and that's when I started to talk to you, Liz, uh, you know, about how to get through you know, this particular thing in my life, in our family's life, and and you Mm -hmm. were there with some very sound advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I think that, you know, the story of of Renee and her very, very brave um, fight, because my my sense is, is that throughout all of our conversations, whether it be with you, Jerry, or, um, you know, your kids, Kia and Jimmy is that the the common thread is the just the strength and the grace um, and the will that Renee always exhibited, which you know her legacy, her leave behind takeaway for all of us message is is to always maintain that 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 grace and that dignity and that humanity. Um, so you know, and just in honoring her. Um, and being so grateful to her for that message that she left behind um, through all of you. And then you've been so kind enough to share with the rest of us in the world. Well, you know, she was a unique person in that, you know, we had a, a bunch of laughs about her personality. She could smooth anybody. Um, <laughs> she was always so complimentary. Um, she welcomed everybody into her world and into her yeah. conversations. And so the rest of us, Jimmy and Key and I, would always remark about, boy, she has a unique way of of welcoming people in. We we weren't, in, you know, at that point, um, very aware of how many people she had touched in her life. And she was just mm-hmm. one of those unique individuals that uh, had a way of touching people and making their life even better than it was. So we, we really got to learn a lot about mm-hmm. this person. Um, shocking that, you know, she she made this choice to leave and, and, and mm-hmm. had to go um, because it was the breakup of, you know, a unique foursome that lived life to the fullest almost mm-hmm. every single day. Yes, we had our ups and downs, but we lived life to the fullest. We traveled the world. We, you know, we trained together. We worked out together. We ate great together. Um, we you know, it's swim together, be out in the sun together. So it was one of those magical times. You know, that's 40 years, over 40 years of my life with one person. So Mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden to be out in in the world and now without that person, um, you know, there was a lot of choices that I had to make on Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What's my family going to do? And, And how do you really move forward? from such a traumatic event. So there's turning points and forks in the road and choices. And, and you know, we're going to take a break here in a second. But after we come back from the break, what I want to dig deeper into with you, Jerry, is exactly that. This idea of, 
you know, what happens when we're, we're staring down the barrel of a, of a major fork in the road and choices. And we're going to talk after the break about some things that came up in January of this year that were equally as devastating as, as the loss of Renee in a different way, but involved a, a, a very, very life-altering and life-changing choice that you made and uh, that you were faced with in, um, in a time of dire crisis. So we'll get into that after the break. And I thank you, Jerry, for um, starting off this super, super compelling and again, inspirational story. Um, you are listening to myself, Liz Tupling on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel with my guest today, Jerry McLean. We'll resume this conversation after the break. See you in a couple of minutes, folks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey Alexa, play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to A New You with Liz Tupling. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Elizabeth at mysoulgrowth.com. Now, back to A New You. Welcome back. You're listening to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling, on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. And my guest today is Jerry McLean. And Jerry and I were talking before the break about a devastating, devastating loss that um, he and his family endured uh, toward the end of last year, 2019. And he was just describing kind of the landscape of his family in the aftermath of the loss of his wife, Renee, very unexpected loss. Um, you know, and, and Jerry was bringing us right to the point um, in, in, I guess, in, in kind of chronological order here of um, getting through, I'm, 
possibly right up to the holidays here, Jerry. Um, you know, and as we went into the new year, um, I introduced the idea of something else cropping up in your life that then created um, further collapse of the foundation. So you navigated the holidays, you got into the new year, more than likely, like all of us, with the hope of new things and fresh beginnings, and it's January 2020. And now we're in the second week of January, and you're, you yourself are physically starting to feel kind of off. Um, something's coming up for you physically beyond you know, the grieving of, of Renee. Tell us about that, if, if you will. Well, that's a whole different experience that uh, has noticeably changed everything about me. What happened was, is I got on a plane to go down to Florida to visit my 90-year-old dad and spend a few days with him. He was down there spending the winter down there. I get down there, um, spent, spent the day. We went to the harbor and had lunch and then went to the beach for a couple hours and he just laid in the sand and passed out and was really enjoying himself. And uh, we got done with that. We, we went home decided to go to dinner um, about 7.30 at night, went to dinner and had a great talk, laughed and talked about so many of the different things that have happened in both of our lives. And we came home, got ready for bed about 9 o'clock, uh, felt good, uh, talked to my daughter Kia, said good night. And 15 minutes later, all of a sudden, my heart popped started beating at about 150 plus beats a minute and I could feel my temperature rising and it got so bad. It got up to 105.7. I tried to fight it off and figure out what was going on, do all the things that I would do to normally calm myself down and and write myself. And finally at four o'clock in the morning, uh, I had to go and wake up my dad and he had to rush me to the hospital. So they rushed me to the hospital. I get in the ER. They think that I have the flu. I told them I don't get the flu, um, but okay. They you know, did a swab and found out that I didn't have this flu. But my ankle, my right ankle, started really bothering me. It started to swell up quite a bit. The temperature was there. My heart rate was very, you know, very high. Um that led to an admission to the hospital um, literally all day long that day. That was a Thursday. All that day, they tried to, you know, get me to respond to lowering my temperature, uh, getting my heart rate down. Um, nothing really was working. I finally fell asleep that night. I woke up the next morning, and all of a sudden, my foot was black. And very freaky, you know, very alarming. Uh, Within minutes, they had a a doctor in taking a look at it. And he said, look, uh, there's a chance that we're going to have to amputate your foot. And I said, I don't know what this is, what it's all about, but that's not happening. I either go out whole or or, uh, you do not have that right to take that. And Mm -hmm. um, so... They were literally prepping me for a surgery to go in and cut open the foot to see what this was or what was going on. And as they did that, um, they did go in and do the surgery, um, found out that it was a thing called 
necrotizing fasciitis, which was more a flesh-eating disease. Um, mm-hmm. And usually it comes in from the outside in. You have to have an entry point. And I didn't have any of that. So it was a very um, crazy thing. Yet I'm on all kinds of drugs and I'm having a hard time um, really understanding what's going on other than I wasn't going to want to take my foot. They went in and uh, did the surgery and the surgeon came back out and told me after I was awake that he was shocked that it was um, really isolated to just the skin of the foot and usually its pathway is in the muscle or the tendons and they had opened the foot up to such a large degree and they didn't find it and he was shocked. So that led to, you know, another day went by and he came back in and he says, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. I'm going to go in again. They did another surgery and he said the same thing. We're going to probably have to take it and ended up that the same thing happened where uh, the, the, it was just the affected tissue on the outside of the foot. So it ended up that I had three different surgeries. Uh, after the third surgery, within six days, they closed the foot back up, but it was a brutal mess at that point. And, and I, I thought, well, okay, well, you know, I can recover from this. Uh, this is a pretty, this is a pretty um, easy easy move through and I healed myself through countless surgeries, you know, through my sports and, and life. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden it ended up being quite different than that, Liz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did. And, and, and just knowing you and your family and, and being um, close with all of you throughout this journey, it has been a, a real mind bender at times, hasn't it? And, and um, there, there's also, you know, and I'd like to kind of touch back on um, the time that you had in the hospital. There was a massive, massive turning point within uh, everything that took place. Um, There was a critical event and and that fork in the road that we were talking about before the break. And the fork in the road was a decision that that you made on a Thursday evening. And um, describe if you, if you, uh, can and I'm sure you will to our listeners. You know what exactly that fork in the road was for you, because there is there is a question behind that fork in the road that you found yourself at, and I know it's a question that you and I have talked about many times in terms of what you needed to know about Renee and um, two really important questions that you were asking yourself. And one night in the hospital you in 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 a really almost miraculous and magical way you got access to the answer that question and those questions and we're also faced with your own personal choice can you speak to that and share that with our listeners yeah i mean it's a very personal journey in regards to what do you do in you know the face of adversary and and for me I, I found myself laying there in the midst of all of what was happening, you know, with my foot and my health. And, um, and, and so this was a different kind of thing for me that I was so sick. Um, and my daughter had flown down and she was with me and she was literally standing at the edge of the bed. And there was this wave that came over me and it was, I am so tired. I am more tired than I have ever been in my entire life. 
I've never felt like this. I've never felt an emotion like this or a thing like this. And, and I remember telling her, you know, I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. And I kept on repeating that. And I could feel something happening. And I did not know what it was because I had never had anything remotely like this ever before. And I could feel um, black starting to just waffle in or move towards me. And my daughter started to notice that my breathing started to get very, very sporadic and it scared the heck out of her. And and she goes, Dad, are you okay? Are you okay? And, and I told her, I just have to go through one more door, this one door. I just have to go through this one door. And I knew she was there. There was this remote... Um, acute awareness that she was there. She was watching this. She had already seen one of her parents, you know, um, pass. And I knew that she was going to get worried, you know, but it felt so okay for this black to kind of roll towards me. And as it did, I found that, you know, um, I was more comfortable. I was very comfortable with it, which was very different because I had always wanted to be one of those per- people that takes their attention and moves it forward and, and continues to live a beautiful mm-hmm. life. And at this point, it was something different. This this dark or this black just started to envelop me. And all of a sudden, um, I was on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it was very different than what people normally report that there's the bright lights and, you know, family members waiting to, you know, right. uh, escort you over. Yeah. 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 And so what I, what I had had a really difficult time in my life was when my wife had passed, I was one of those husbands that I always knew where she was and what she was doing. We were that close. And the thing that disturbed me as a human was that I didn't know where she was. Right. For the first time, I didn't know if she was okay. And I had to know that. I had to find that. And that's what this journey was about, that I get over there and I'm in the midst of this darkness, not dark in a bad way, just, you know, a, a, a you know, less than light place. And she was standing there. And Mm. anybody who knows her, she always was a talker. She always had something to say. She just stood there. And Mm. there was this calm and this purity about her, but she wouldn't say anything. And I'm like, that's really strange for her not to say anything. She always had something to say. But what she showed me at that glorious moment in my life was that she's okay, that I can finally rest that strain or that thread of attention that I had going to her, and I could get on with my life again, and I could start to to move forward. And in a snap, in an instant, after I had seen her, had that um, look, feel, conversation with her without words, all of a sudden I moved back. And I was back in my body, and I was um, there talking to my daughter. And it was that fast, and there wasn't any kind of 
um, negativity that happened to my body. Um, I was fully back and I fully understood what had happened. And at that moment, I knew that I was a changed person. So your wish was granted. I mean, the universe well, supplied, you know, what you were seeking was confirmation. And, and at the beginning, you know, of, of our show today, I referred to you as a seeker. And in your quest for this one piece of knowledge, which was where, where is Renee and is she okay? The universe collided, colluded, whatever we're going to call it. And she was right there to let you know she's okay. And you can make your choices. Well, you know, it was it was even more than that, Liz, because for me, you know, we have all of these assemblances of ideas and things that we've been taught and shown and told about, well, where does somebody go? You know, right, they go to right. heaven, they go this place, they go that place, they're in spirit yeah. form, they're in... And yet, when you lose somebody that is so valuable, you know, to your existence, to your soul... You look at these things and you go, well, what does that mean? What does mm-hmm. that really mean? Where is that place? Is it a place? Yeah. So I had yeah. so many um, places and things that I wanted to know. And, and, and I w- I'm one of those people that I'm really good as long as I know where I'm at. And I couldn't, I couldn't get that bit of information and I didn't know that I ever would. Yet I did. So the universe, you know, like you said, it colluded with me and it, it took itself and it showed itself and it showed the valuable lesson that she was okay. And mm-hmm. then, and only then could I know for myself that I could move on because I didn't know if I would ever, you know, share my life or move my life or, you know, be in a happy life ever again. Mm-hmm. And yet this was the one thing that I needed to be able to move my attention and mm-hmm. put it where it would serve the purpose of living an impactful life. Because you can remember uh, in our lives that there's been people in, you know, in our lives where somebody passes and they grieve and they consistently grieve for years, sometimes the rest of their life. And I knew I didn't want to do that because it was something that was so beautiful. Why would I want to grieve and make it something so terrible? And mm-hmm. so I knew I needed some assistance. The assistance came and, you know, I came out of that. And yet the foot now is still in this terrible place. You know, what am I going to do? And, and, you know, I even look at still to this day, months, almost four months later, I'm still sitting with a fairly significant um, wound on my foot that I am having to heal um, every single day and deal with the aftermath. But, you know, when you look at this type of of, of bacteria um, and and thing happening, almost all the people end up losing a limb or losing something. I didn't lose anything. In fact, I gained a lot through it. 
Yeah, you truly did. You truly did. And and what you've just shared with our listeners is 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 a beautiful example of how intricate and how and how complex a kind of like the interweaving of all of these circumstances that the universe can align and create and and put all these coordinates and all these dots on the map for us to be able to achieve what you achieved, which is find out where Renee was, get yourself to the place where Renee was so that you could get that information so that you could, you know, you could settle back into you and look at the kind of how everything almost conspired to set that up in such an, uh, albeit a very painful, devastating and traumatic way, but look at what was accomplished. And, And I think, again, I can't reiterate enough or share enough that 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 is kind of the there is this overall grandmaster plan that a lot of times doesn't make sense to us but there's an intelligence in this universe for all of us to learn from that Jerry is a living example of that that at some point when it clicks because it always does creates an uh, an awareness and a aha in all of us and i'm very very grateful that you've shared those awarenesses and those ahas with us and we're going to take a break here very quickly folks and when we come back you know we're going to tap into and and um, jerry is going to share with us more of how um, in his teachings with people that he has worked with over the years, um, you know what he has shared, some of these universal secrets and wisdoms that wisdom that he has imparted, and that he also allows um, you know to be a daily contribution to himself in his own personal healing. So um, we're so glad again that you've joined us today for this episode. Myself, Liz Tupling, on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel, and my guest, Jerry McLean. If you'd like to reach out to either of us, please feel free to drop me a line at Elizabeth at MySoulGrowth, all one word.com. Visit my site, MySoulGrowth.com. And if you'd like to reach out to Jerry to learn more about him, learn more about his story, drop him a line at Jerry McLean, and that's M C L E A N, Jerry McLean, all one word, 1818 at gmail.com. We'll be back in a second, folks. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Join host Marla Goldberg each week for guided spirit conversations. This show puts you, the listener, in touch with some exciting guests. Hear how they've helped others and find out how you can help too through Marla's charity shoutouts. Are you ready to shift your current life experience? We've got tips, tools, and techniques designed to help you get started. Guided Spirit Conversations can be heard Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. 
Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to A New You with Liz Tupling. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Elizabeth at mysoulgrowth.com. Now, back to A New You. We're back and you're listening to A New You with myself, Liz Tupling, on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel, and my guest today, Jerry McLean, and we are talking about our theme and our question of the day, which is bright spots in dark spaces, what would you choose? And in our conversation prior to the break, Jerry shared um, two massive life-transforming and life-altering um, situations that that occurred in his life in the past year and his family's life in the past year. And we we're talking about so many of the beautiful pearls and just the gifts that have emerged from um, what were also tragedies and um, kind of a dissolving of life as he knew it. And through all of that, he was able to get some questions answered to find clarity. And he was sharing with us, you know, um, how those bright spots did appear in the dark spaces and um, you know where that those bright spots have led him to and catapulted him to in in the present moments of his life and one of the things that I'm aware of um, with Jerry and that I shared with all of you in his bio is that Jerry is a very 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 powerful facilitator of change and for 30 years of his life Jerry was dedicated to being that change agent, as I referred to him earlier, for for people through sharing with them something so, so precious that he had access to when he was much younger. And that was, um, and that is still for Jerry, eight beautiful guiding principles that that were kind of, um, and you can speak more to this, Jerry, downloaded to him years ago that I I want to just kind of explore some of those because I I do um, sense from you that many of the things that you talked about with other people that, that were um, the, the guideposts for other people, um, including these eight guiding principles um, and these eight pieces of wisdom are also things and, and knowledge and acknowledgements that you incorporate into your daily life as you heal from um, some of these devastating losses and as y- you move toward wholeness of you and your being and your body. So if we could, for just a second here, Jerry, tell our listeners about, about um, if you want the work that you've done through the gatherings and then, you know, the guiding principles that you have had access to and how you incorporate them into your, to your daily healing practice, if, if you will. Well, Liz, that's a lot of fun because the one thing that became very paramount in my life was there were a lot of brilliant, um, unique people um, giving a lot of different information about how you can change your life, how you can be a better you, um, how to have a happier life. And, and I resonated with all of the things that they were saying, yet what was missing for me was 
okay, I go to, you know, a seminar or, or you know, a life-changing event and, you know, all of a sudden, two, three days later, you start to unwind and, and you're right mm-hmm. back to square one again. And you, you drop lost right off. Momentum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me, it was, okay, I, I, I really like the content, but can somebody please give me a, a way that I can get back to that place or, or, or use it again or be it again? And so years ago, I had something happen to me. You can call it a mystical or a spiritual um, thing, but, you know, there was just seven days where information just came to me. And at first, I didn't know what to do with that information because it was just all one grouping and there wasn't any kind of separation as to where all of the different things went. And and so I was out in Arizona, I was in the mountains hiking, and I just sat there and, and I go, you know what, I don't want this stuff. It's of no value to me. In fact, it makes me feel disconnected more than connected, you know, and and... And all of a sudden, there was this voice in me, and it said, go to what you know. Go to what you know. And, and I remember after the first time I heard that, that voice, I didn't know what it meant. But after the second time, go to what you know, it was like this thing where everything just changed uniquely and came together and found its own place. And it's like all of a sudden I opened up my eyes and I'm going, oh my God, now I know where all of this information goes, how it all comes together. And, and that was the start of, of a new you for me and a new way of life. And so what it really amounted to was eight different things that a person can do to find out where they are in life, in their life. Because... Mm-hmm. You can go again to do anything or read any book and, and, and try to put it into play, but trying to put it into play is uniquely then putting it into play. Mm-hmm. So what Very I found different. was the first... I'm sorry, go ahead, Liz. Very different. You know, the, two different things, right? You know, in, in, in theory and then in practice. Yes. And, and so the practice was, for me... These building blocks were, okay, each one was uniquely different, but the first one, let's talk about just the first one. And the first one was, watch every single word that comes out of your mouth. Oh, boy, that just throws you, you know, kind of crazy right to begin with because how many people on the planet watch every single word that comes out of their mouth? I'm like, well, that's a daunting task to be able to do that. Why would you want to do that? What's, what's the value of watching every word that comes out of your mouth? And what I was shown was that every single word, whether we know what we're saying or are aware of what we're saying, it goes somewhere, that word goes somewhere, and it lands somewhere. So if we use the, um, the sentence, I'll try to be a better person, I might be a better person, and I'll be a better person, all we're doing is changing one word in those three different sentences, but you can see the vital impact that those three words do. So those three words take you to, you might, you know, and, and you do. 
And as I mm-hmm. really looked at how powerful that was, I started to see that, oh, we're saying all of these things. We don't know that we're saying them, and we wonder why our life is in a disarray point, and all you had to do was watch what you said. So that led me, you know, and many others that I did these, these gatherings and these seminars through, a very, very change in themselves in a very impactful way. And so what we did is we would recognize the words, and then we would change them. So we, as part of this first building block, it's watch every word that you say, and then to really trick the brain, because we become a, a, uh, a person that is set on default. So if we've, we, we might want to be a better person, and that's playing out. We didn't know that it was playing out before we listened to our words. Now we're listening to our words. Now what are you going to do? Okay, you, you recognize that you might want to be a better person, but how do you impact and make yourself a better person? So the really simple way, and these are all simple techniques or simple ways to change your life, is to do an opposite. So what does an opposite do? Dr. Dan, Daniel Amen, who, you know, you see him on many TV programs, and I, we talked at length about this, and, and he said, my goodness, what an opposite does is it goes in and tricks the brain from being at a default setting to a new setting, and it can happen in a split second. And so how do you do it? I mean, that's really the blood and guts of what we're talking about here. How do you do it? So let's say that I was a person and I was working out in the gym and I wanted to do um, something to do, you know, with a tricep pushdown, which means you're just working your tricep. And I know already what my maximum level is or my maximum lift capability is. And so I know that going in. So that's my default setting. Now, do I want to lift more? If that was something that I would want to do, What's going to be more powerful, my want to lift more or the default setting that that's all you can do, that's the most you can do. So what you do is you take whatever the word was that came up that was limiting you and you start to change it. And by that is you go back and forth. So what's the opposite of that's that's the maximum level? Well, I know that's the maximum level because that's all I can lift. But what's the opposite of that? Well, that I might be able to lift a little bit more. What's the opposite of that? Well, maybe I can lift a little bit more. What's the opposite of that? And the reason that the opposite is there is just to make sure that if you have to go to an exact 180-degree opposite, it starts to trick the brain to land somewhere uniquely new. And what you find out, and it may take 10 different opposites, but all of a sudden, there's this thing that comes over you and it's unique to each person that they feel it. And then all of a sudden, you step up there. There's this little grin. There's this little smile. There's the shift that occurs. And as that shift occurs, you get up there and you lift. And all of a sudden, you're lifting maybe much more than your maximum was before. And you start to realize, oh, my goodness, this is all a self-designed limiting mm-hmm. life. <laughs> by the words that I was using. 
Exactly, exactly. And and what you shared with our listeners is so valuable because these are very concrete tips that, that they can um, take with them and incorporate into daily ways of being. And, you know, we're going to wrap the show here in a second, but one of the things that I'm very aware of about you, Jerry, and just, um, and I acknowledge this and I'm so grateful for the way you show up on the planet with these and, and the way you deliver and share these pearls of wisdom is that you give people a platform to shift and change their energy and to be a part of a creation of something different, to change the trajectory of their lives. It, it is something as simple as what you just described, shifting their attention in an, and taking it in a different direction through a conscious awareness of the words that they're choosing. How much change is is created through something as simple as that? So you, my friend, are just an incredibly awoke person, as as we love to call conscious people these days. And and I am so grateful that you came on the show today to share um, all of the different the 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 dynamic aspects of your journey that have brought you to this point, and um, you know, and just your own healing journey. And that one tidbit that you have shared is 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 it's it's got a lot of mileage packed into it. And I hope that at some point in the very near future that you'd be willing to come back on a new you and share more. So I look forward to that happening with you, Jerry, if you're open to that. Liz, it's it's always a blessing in my life to be able to sit down and have a conversation with you. We're two people that understand that, yes, it is, it, it is immensely about ourselves, but what we do and how we live our lives is immensely important to other people because it gives people an ability to understand that you work at something, you find enough reason and your life changes and you can live this uniquely beautiful life. And that's what this is all about. I would find it a, a valuable lesson for myself to come back and continue, you know, down the, the, the different numbers, the two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yes. and just talk about how people can find themselves through something that is so simple but yet so guiding at the same time. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. So grateful for you. You've been such a huge source of inspiration and motivation for all of us today. So stay well, my friends. Be well. Um, Until next time, be safe, be healthy. Make each new day a creation of a new you. I'm Liz Tupling, and this is A New You on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. A New You with Liz Tupling can be heard every Friday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week.